and Tim. And this is Till Till Death Death Do Us Recap. It is Wednesday Eve. We have already gobbled up Married at First Sight Season 12, Episode 13. Unanswered Questions was the name of this episode. Yes. Um, (sighs) We're not used to recording this at night right after, so hopefully there will be no yawning. But we had to get this in before we go up north tomorrow. And we're so excited because oh. there's lots of gems in here. We're pumped. <laughs> I feel like I might still have some unanswered questions. Oh. Even after perhaps the questions I, I being asked. I think we have many an unanswered question <laughs> still. <laughs> we have many an unanswered question. Where do you want to start? Let's start with Haley and Jacob. Okay. Um. Okay, so I mean, this week, the big thing is... Unanswered questions. We are sitting down one on one with either Dr. Pepper or Pastor Cal, um, so that each individual can be like as honest and authentic as possible with like processing through what they are unsure of still and what they still need to talk to their partner yeah, about. Getting a little pushback from the experts is what we've been wanting. Yeah. Since I don't know, episode three, <laughs> and we're getting in episode 13, but at least we are getting it. Yeah. I mean, and I have to say, it's kind of like, I'm not, I will get more into detail. I, I can't say that I'm like, I just, I wanted more even, you know? And yeah, I was a little bummed. I was a little bummed. Yeah. I was, I like last week, I remember seeing the promo for this week's episode yeah, I'm being so and pumped. I was so excited and so pumped and I was like okay we're gonna like dig into some things yeah and I don't know I was a little bummed yeah I didn't get what I really wanted I think yeah I mean I just feel like we scratched the surface and I think it's obvious that like these conversations were obviously longer and <clears throat> they didn't show us everything but it's still frustrating but okay let's just get into it let's start with Haley and Jacob Let's just quickly acknowledge the quick shot at the top of the episode. You know how they always start the episode with like a montage of all the couples doing like one thing. Daily life. I'm changing the sheets. I'm sweeping the floor. (laughs) Right. Yeah. And Jacob, all we, we have no context for this conversation. But Jacob says, I don't like robes. They feel too leisure. Wait, was this when they were talking about getting a mas- They were talking about getting a massage. Oh, like okay. talking about dating ideas. And Jacob's like, "I'm out on the massage because I don't like robes." I'm like, um, <laughs> Haley had nothing to say to the point she looked at him and like froze for a second, and then was like, "I'm gonna get a glass of water." <laughs> <laughs> I was dead. Uh, so Jacob, just like. Uh, embrace why? the robe I mean, yeah a like this is problematic like why wouldn't you like to wear a robe it it is like the ultimate beacon of luxuriating like wear yeah. a robe let yeah. everything go free feel some air go up between your legs Jacob you probably need it <laughs> okay you feel the cool southern breeze of the Atlanta air <laughs> yeah good job babe um okay so first we have pastor cal and jacob um i mean i'm not gonna lie i was a little heartbroken for jacob hearing him put to words what he feels and like he said i don't think she wants me to connect with her 
And it was sad. Yeah, this was a good kind of way to put everything uh, from Jacob's perspective in their relationship and context. Mm-hmm. I thought. So he feels that way. But then this is what... So I felt bad. Yeah, I where felt, are you getting at? Yeah. I felt a like spark of empathy for Jacob again. I felt a little bit of guilt about being... You know, we've been critical of him. So anti. And yet... Oh, this is hard because, yeah, we'll get into. So I feel like we get to more of the grit with Haley and Dr. Pepper. But yeah. So what do you um, what, do, what do you have to say? Well, about when he Haley asks about, about his an- unanswered questions, it's just something I noticed. I just I felt like Pastor Cal was trying to hint and get at, like, what do you want to know more about her? Because this is like the biggest problem that keeps coming up every single week. And it feels like Haley's really the only one that ever verbalizes it and puts words to it, which is that they still don't know each other. And when they're having conversations, Haley ends up feeling like she's interviewing him because it's so one-sided. And we've watched how these conversations go. It is painful. I'm not saying Haley's perfect, but Haley will ask. She will get specific. When it comes to learning about each other, that it is very tipped one-sided yeah. in terms of like, you know, you've seen him ask questions of her and she'll give a thoughtful answer. Mm-hmm. And But he doesn't ask that many no, questions. No, no, no. But it's what like, I'm saying is what's there's, your favorite there's way all to have the, your steak cooked? Yeah. But in even about like the trip in the past, the trips that she's gone on. And so she'll talk about it and then he just doesn't follow up. Like it's very, no, it's very one-sided. It's so freaking awkward. So like when I felt like Pastor Cal was trying to push him in that direction, like kind of clearly the experts have had a talk and we'll get more into that, have had a talk about how they have seen the fact that these two really still don't know each other. And that like, it's undeniable that these conversations don't go very far. And so, of course, I feel like Pastor Cal's pushing him in that direction. But where does Jacob go? He just goes back to day four. The when the set, the last he... time they made love. And it's just like, I, bro. No, I'm sorry. Making love for them. Yeah, no, I know. That's a stretch. That's but really, I just wanted to say that. It's really <laughs> it's a not stretch. even an appropriate term. <laughs> um, but I just felt like everything he wanted to know about her that he said was his unanswered question was still like, it just nothing had to do with who he is as a person. It wasn't like anything to unlock like what they've already been learning about each other. Again, we're just, we're, we're dredging up. Why is she like, why did she stop uh, wanting to do me four days in? Mm-hmm. And and then, like, I think one more question was, like, what does she want in a husband? And it's like... I thought that was a good... Yeah, that was, like, fair. an insightful question that he had. But episode 13, babe. Like, I know. No, why? you're right. Why are we here? We are episode why are we 13. this far along? And it's like, you know what I haven't asked her yet? What does she want in a husband? Yeah, and it's like... Me? Like, why uh, didn't you ask that in the hotel room on the first night? I don't know. I yeah. just... I that was frustrating to me. And I was just like, dude, like this is the problem. You have been fixating on that since the day it happened. And like. We can just transition into Haley yeah. and Dr. Pepper, obviously. Because we got way more out of that. Yeah. And it was yeah. a, I think that we did not expect this. 
I didn't really know what to expect, but I did not expect that Dr. Pepper was going to be so like, I didn't really, she was going to call Haley out so hard. And I liked it. And I was, I didn't know <laughs> literally there was like oh, uh, over an hour and a half that we didn't see Haley and Jacob in this episode. I thought that they weren't oh, going to yeah. be in this episode at all. I was so confused. Mm. Um, but no, hey, Dr. Pepper did a great job, like pushing Haley and asking her like tough questions and giving a lot of pushback. Yeah, she did. And and she did give you new things to think about. I think that when I feel like when what Haley said when she was like tearful or like feeling emotional in the beginning and she just said, I feel like I have been giving and giving and trying to facilitate conversation and trying to get to know him. And like, it just never goes anywhere and it falls flat and it falls flat and it falls flat. And I didn't really feel like Dr. Pepper validated that at all. Mm. And so that kind of bothered me. I love Dr. Pepper, by the way. Like, I feel like she's what we need. We, I'm just, I'm a little resentful because she's never around, but um, I was a little bit like, come on, like give Haley a break. That's a legitimate thing in my mind. But when when she's like, so what have you like compromised or done for him or his interests? Because he's done a lot for you. And then they play the montage and it's like, oh, shit, it's bad when you when you put everything into perspective. Okay, so the clothes. Yeah, she bought him clothes. He like awkwardly accepted them, but. From it's every indication, them and wears them, and wears them. Yeah. yeah, like from every indication, he's cool with that. He says he's drinking more in the last two months <laughs> than in the last two That's years true. because Haley, you know, like likes to have a good time. yeah, she likes to have a good time. Uh, he went to the chart reading and yeah. got not just went to the chart reading, got into the chart reading. Mm-hmm. Even I would even venture to say the go karts. Like she has driving experience. She comes from a driving family. Oh, like I would yeah. even say that is also like a winery for their one oh, month anniversary. Yeah, and yeah. she likes wine. I mean, like I know. how many things? I know, I know, I know. I believe you. And I, I agree. I, I agree. It was good for it to be put into perspective. Yeah, it definitely put things into perspective. And yet I still am just like when Dr. Pepper said there's still so much worth fighting for to her. And I was just like, how can you say that? I just like, really? Like, it's one thing to say there's so much left for you guys to discover about each other. And I hope that you get the chance to over the next three weeks. But like, why? We don't know that there's so much worth fighting for here. Like yeah. I, I think we've been questioning what anyone's that's fighting for. Since that's something day that you say when there's been when there's a reference point of amazingness. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. When you're like, I've gotten to like I'm so close to this person, and like someone made a mistake and the you get some advice and it's like, this is so much worth fighting for. But right. not when according to Haley last week, we haven't had one hour of fun. Right. And <laughs> so what is there to fight for? I don't know. And here's the thing. I mean, I'm going to devil's advocate right now. So, like, totally true. (laughs) As we said, we saw the visual evidence that, like, she, he has continuously done these things that maybe weren't the most comfortable for him, for her. 
because she wanted to. Um, now, what? Okay, besides bowling, because even we have in past weeks have said at this point, it is egregious that we haven't just, they haven't gone bowling yeah. because of how much Jacob wants to bowl. But besides it bowling. It seems like next week they do all miniature bar game related things. Oh, really? There's bowling, there's mini golf. Oh, that's it's a dream. Ba- oh, okay, no, bat- there's batting cages and mini golf. Okay. Like, it's a lot of that. Okay, actually. that's yeah. good. But I did find, like, I'm wondering, like, sh- I know that it's like what Dr. Pepper said is true that like Haley might have a bit of an unrealistic expectation that she can just drop someone into her life and they need to like basically be open to everything she's open to. But it's hard because it's like Jacob has basically admitted that he's been doing a whole lot of nothing for the last decade of his life. And just tell me, what are all the things, the experiences he would be giving? Them? Oh. I don't know, but the besides whole... bowling, <laughs> like that what are whole... all of the things that she beside like what does she need to become a gamer? I don't know. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, though? yeah, yeah. I get what you're saying. Like, has he been bes- again besides bowling? Like, over the last three weeks, like, I just feel like Haley's like, okay, you're not giving me much. You don't say much. Uh, so I'm just going to start planning stuff for us and see how you do with it. Other than hosting a pool party at his house. Right. There hasn't been anything that we have like seen where he's really tried. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, no, and that's what I'm agreeing with you. Yeah, yeah, I'm agreeing with you. I'm like trying to think back like it was, I think that's it. Yeah. So that's just the only thing I'm wondering, like, I mean, I guess Dr. Pepper is maybe implying that Haley could inquire, you know, show some more interest. But I just, oh, I don't know why. I don't want to be, I just, I, I, I really still sympathize with her here because I'm just like, in her mind, I get it. She's like, I've spent the last 10 years of my life traveling, trying new things, meeting new people, having a good time, especially after that huge information we just found out about her in their debrief which is that she was in a controlling oh relationship for relationship five for five years yeah. so that that actually gave so much perspective and i felt like that was one of the first like raw things that's come out of this couple you know what i mean definitely let me push back a little bit here okay the 10-year thing I don't not get the thing he was saying about no, his I friends know. having No, I know, but kids, that was like but... really sad. And I think you can get into a place in life where you're in your mid to late 30s mm-hmm. and you start to see everyone around you like having kind kids. Kind of moving on. Yeah, having moving on and moving on. And like, why do you think he like is into the things that he is into his 80s and he like he like all of this stuff it's like oh it's easier to just like focus on these like what are the things likes. that make me happy yeah like this is my fun nostalgia things yeah. and like it's easy to like get stuck in a vortex in a hole i think yeah. and like not be as social and just like i'm like oh this is why you're on the show like you know what i mean right yeah. I was wondering before we figured out like why he hadn't why he hadn't done anything for 10 years. I was trying to brainstorm 
of like what could it what could Jacob have been up to in the Atlanta area for the last 10 years <laughs> probably nothing as exciting as you speculated in your mind well I the, what I settled on was that he was convention no he was w- taking wheel we wheelbarrows of sand from the Georgian coast so he can make his sand pit in his mm. backyard <laughs> for the last 10 years That's he's been building that sand pit very possible um <laughs> I guess my thing with I didn't feel like Dr. Pepper was wrong and I feel like she gave Haley some good food for thought and I do think Haley has spent she's gotten to such a point of resentment and giving so much effort and also being kind of judgmental of who he is because he hasn't given her a lot Mm -hmm. that I kind of think she probably needed to be checked a little bit just to like give her some perspective like hey you're not like your shit stinks too You know, and I think that that was good for her. I just felt that her sit down with Dr. Pepper was a little um, imbalanced with what Pastor Cal gave Jacob. Like, I just felt like he didn't challenge Jacob very much. That the the what they showed us was very very short. It was very brief. And and, uh, yeah, it was a weird edit. Yeah. So like from what we see, it felt a little imbalanced. But I have to say. I live for the debriefs after. (laughs) And I felt that this debrief was like the most. There was some growth there. Yeah, it was the most real I've ever seen Jacob be. Like, I just felt like he didn't have any of his bullshit airs on. He seemed a lot more like the Jacob we've been seeing in Unfiltered. Yeah. That's like just more relaxed and chill and like not saying weird, slightly rude, off-tasting jokes that no one gets. Like, mm-hmm. I just felt like he was being a real person. Yeah. And it was, I felt like it was one of the first times I've really seen him give that to Haley when they talked about the 10-year thing. And that was then when Haley opened up about the controlling relationship and how that makes her feel so afraid of ever feeling like she can't do what she wants to do in a relationship. Um. Yeah, like by the end, I was like, "Who fucking knows at this point?" I have no idea. I I, <laughs> I have no idea like, where this couple's going. It seems like they're like agreeing to start again. Yeah, I mean, but I, I think I've felt that way before with them. So, like, my hope—I'm a little cynical. But it was interesting. She was like, "What do you think, though? Like, do you think I could really be the person for you?" Which low key, I felt like meant like come on, you don't really think that. <laughs> She's like, let's be honest. But she asked him that and he was like, I do think if you wanted this, it would work. I agree with that 100%. I really do. Yeah. Because Jacob is so but- agreeable. He already has said how much he's attracted to her. And I mean, maybe that's not the right like verbiage from him to say, if you want this, it will work. Maybe it should be like, if you're attracted to me, it'll work. But <laughs> Yeah. You know, like he's an agreeable guy. And if she just shows him a little bit and if she decides that he's okay enough for her, then they're going to be together. Yeah. It's just like bizarre. Like. Why? How could you even say that when you are still not really trying to get to know her very well? Like you still don't really know her. So it's kind of sad. It's sort of just like he's saying, like, 
well, I think you're hot and nice. So if you would like me back, then I think we could probably work. Like, I just am like, he, I just, yeah. where is the depth? Where's the depth? Where is it? Is it there? And is it hiding or is it just not there? Yeah, that's a great question. Where's the depth? Unanswered question. One of our unanswered <laughs> One of our questions, answered questions at the end of this episode. That's kind of all I have on them, though. Do yeah. you have any other thoughts? No, I just thoughts. thought the... That conversation that they had at the end was good. I thought, like, they're mature adults. This conversation needed to happen. They're learning more about each other. It felt I'm like still the confused, most but here we are. Yeah. Um. Okay, let's move into Vincent and Brianna, because I feel like sometimes they're a little bit more of an afterthought with us since they just never have any drums and we love them so much. But we got some good we Vincent and Brianna it. content this week. Yeah, we did. I so like before we got unanswered questions, uh, individual theirs, therapy sessions. We did a finance convo. Let this, me tell you off the top. God, it stresses me out is, just watching another couple do this. There is nothing sexier <laughs> than a conversation about budgets. Oh my god! I can tell you from experience, <laughs> the bane of life. So. It's cool because Brianna's instigating it, which is interesting. Like, I just love her because yeah. she just she's like, let's get into it. Let's get to it. Let's do the hard stuff. Like, you know, there's no point in avoiding it. And she has a great spirit when entering into these conversations. She, she enters with the right energy. Yeah. And so. Yeah. So but then they start like putting the numbers in. It's basically the first time. I mean, this is just always an awkward and weird thing it's like it's like you can be so in love and feel like you know everything about someone but until you open up this door slash can of worms there's just you there's well, someone, you're gonna be surprised someone's gonna make more money that's a fact yeah there's going to be someone who's contributing more financially to the relationship mm -hmm. And usually there's going to be someone who is more frugal and someone who is more extravagant. And I mean, there's just and, and people who have different ideas about like the present and the future. And it's just so many ways for these types yeah. of conversations to go sideways. I know. And that's what I'm like struggling with. What? Like, I think we probably both had some thoughts about certain numbers. But it's like, I'm almost hesitant to even react on this, on the pod about this, because it's like, these things are so fucking relative to people's lives. Oh, no, I have no thoughts on the actual numbers of things. It's Except, just, can it's I just more say about, one thought? okay, what's your thought? Ah, <laughs> Vincent, your $200 entertainment budget for the month, when it appears that you guys make $109,000 a year as a couple. Oh, you did the math oh, on that? Oh, I took some pics of those Excel spreadsheets. Oh, okay. And I zoomed my little eyeballs in. And I'm just wondering when Brianna just said $200 could be a dinner, which we can also talk about that being a pretty expensive normal date night dinner in my open. I'm doing the thing I said I wasn't going to do. Here I am. Here I am. There's there's someone listening right now that's like $200 for a date is nothing. And there's someone who thinks that it's very extreme. And I, I that this is why this is dangerous. But yeah, it's not. But I'm just or, like yeah. $200 for the whole month for two people as all miscellaneous. I mean, like. As for entertainment, I mean. 
I don't understand. Yeah. I don't know how that works. It doesn't. But we also don't like. I think Vinny's in pandemic mind. And he's like, 200 bucks. (laughs) He's making some like really ambitious goals right now because he hasn't been allowed to go out. Yeah, he's like, that's like, that's four times a month of Postmates. You know, like that's our date nights in. Like, I don't know. I'm also like. I mean, it was just so funny to see how stressed he was. Oh, I love what if I'm not the person having the conversation with my wife about finances, it is so fun to watch someone really? else have that I conversation. Felt vicarious fucking oh, stress. No. I'm like, you got how are you gonna work this out? Mm, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. No, Vinny, that facial expression's not gonna work with Brianna. Oh, I think it's pure high class entertainment. <laughs> well But oh. Vinny is so stressed during these during this conversation he is oh my god i thought i just lost all of my notes and i was gonna die okay okay sorry we're back no vinny gets so stressed by this you can see his face and the wheels turning so stressed and okay i just sir you really thought that she maybe spent something around 40 dollars for those beautiful braids yeah um, i mean He's kind, sir. He's kind We're not going to Fantastic Sam's here. Like, okay, can know? I tell you what my favorite Vinny quote from this conversation was? Yeah. Okay. He said, we have a pool table. We have TVs. Why do we need to go out? <laughs> yes. That's what <laughs> I was like, I this was is you. dead at this. <laughs> I got a man cave. We gotta. Why would we ever need to leave? We have a lawn. Well, what, what else? What are <laughs> we doing here? Why do we need to go on dates? Oh my god! I mean, I really sympathized with Brianna here. I was like, oh my god, especially because they've known each other for a month. So he's he's like saying, I entered into this marriage ready to basically start an entirely new financial life. I used to have fun. I used to do that stuff, but now I don't need to because oh, this is a part of like I that decided that later... my finances were going to be different when I got married. Yeah, that was their conversation, like their debrief after. Right. Here's another thing. Well, wait, let okay. me finish this thought. Okay, go. I'm just like, if I was Brianna, I would be feeling like, oh, cool. You had all so your fun without you had, me? Exactly. Like you took all the ladies past on the fun dates and the cool experiences and traveled with them. And now you're just ready to freaking lock yourself in a house and a pool table with me. Like, what I, I appreciated that she kept saying, what about courting? Oh, I thought that was, amazing. that was a great point that she made. Because they didn't get to. There was no dating no, before No, I mean, like, think about, like, most, it's pretty normal, I feel like, for couples when they get married in our generation to say, usually, minimum of at least two years before we have kids, because we want to enjoy being married with each other. That's a common sentiment I hear. And those are people that got married after being in a serious relationship for a significant amount of time. And so I'm like, bro, you didn't even know her a month ago. Now you're married or two months. They keep saying two months. I'm like, it's not two months, but I think it's like six weeks. Yeah. Um, like, you, don't you get- should be, you do, you need to date her for the next few years. Like, what are you doing? You know? Yeah, you don't get to enter into a marriage with someone and and have relative financial success and 
be like, okay, uh, I know we're doing great right now, but we're going to do ramen and PB and J and I'm cutting everything in half because I mean, it's all for good reason. Yeah, it's not totally. like he's like wasting it's like, money. These are things that definitely should like, he's also talking be about houses and like setting his family up. It's all positive, but you're kind of, you're getting way ahead of yourself. Losing the tree from the forest or whatever that, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, you yeah, know, I agree. You need to date. Yeah. And also, I'm sorry. Last week, Vinny went on a huge listing tour of every You're day right. he wanted to go on. I want to go skydiving. I want to go to a cigar bar. I want to get massages. I want to go here. Like, these are all hundreds of dollars per activity. Exactly. Like, and you're going to say that our date budget or in his 200 a month? I have to say, this is why I think he's, um, he's just, this is all ambition right now. Like, yeah. I think these are hopes and dreams. I think that this fits into whatever the story is he always had in his head about what happens when you get married. And I think that he's not re being realistic. Like you don't get married and turn into a different human. Like you, and especially in this situation, like you need to integrate who you are like in, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like she, the, the experts didn't set you up with this person to be, a different person with her like definitely they set up who they met with her so yeah um i don't know i just i i that's why i think like they're gonna get into real life and he's gonna realize like because she's like i have savings she said that she has savings i don't why that regardless she... of the numbers what she is asking is not unrealistic no no no, no, no we're no. team i think brianna on this yeah, I mean, I think maybe she could take some money from the clothes budget. <laughs> oh, the clothes budget is... I mean, we're just green with envy is the real deal. Like, yeah. that's what we're... I would I love want, to I spend, a, what, three, a solid... 3 a month on clothes? No, four to five for her, Oh, personally. Um, no judgment if you get to do that. Yeah, I just, I mean, more power goals, to you. hashtag goals. One thing I just want to notice, note before we get into, like, some more of the serious stuff, with them with mm -hmm. the kids and things like mm -hmm. that i think it's really cool to see them at this stage in their relationship have these budget talks yeah and have these kids conversations because it shows how far along they really are mm -hmm. in this whole process mm -hmm. and you know when you see these other couples and they're like i'm still just trying to get to know them and they're yeah. like what are we gonna spend how are we gonna spend you know yeah. it's like you can tell how far along they are yeah so they're that's very cool. they're the real deal i think so we have vincent and pastor cal first um i didn't there was nothing like super mage but i was a little thrown when he was like something that i need to work on is my attention span is like I think you walked away to go to the bathroom. I think happened. my attention span was maybe <laughs> lacking. In I that was moment. like, wait, what does that mean? Like he, he was just saying he has a very short attention span, which I just am dying to know what that means. Cause we haven't really gotten to see that. Like is Brianna talking to him and he's like tuning out in five seconds. Um, interesting. But I did like, I mean, the big takeaway from this was that pastor Cal was telling him like, look, pleasing your wife doesn't mean doing everything she says. Mm. And I thought that that was legit because it's like that is a hard balance to strike. 
I'm sure. Oh, and I think that sometimes, especially like emotionally intelligent men who are trying to do right by their wife. Like, I think that that can be a hard place because you're like, you just want to please your partner. But yeah, also it's picking like, battles and it's. Yeah, when are the time? This when are the moments it's, it's that I that I for push your wife back to push back? Too. Yeah, you need to push back. Yeah, you know, um, when it's something that matters. Yeah, to you. but sometimes I mean, especially early on in their relationship, it can be intimidating trying to figure out when that is. Totally. Yeah, for sure. Um. Oh, because that was the whole sleeping in thing. Oh, okay. <sighs> Wait. Let me no yeah, no no, no. Let me just say hashtag. Let Vinny sleep. This is insane. Let Vinny sleep. Oh my gosh. Okay, but we don't know what time we're talking here. I hate that they didn't give us numbers. They never gave us numbers. <sighs> we don't know what her getting up early means. Is it eight or is it six or is it five? What is Vinny sleeping? Because if it's noon, I'm sorry. It is that is upsetting on a daily basis. Brianna has But like, if it's like eight or nine that he wants to quote sleep into, no. I am like Brianna. No, Brianna, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm going to go out on a limb. You're it's, assuming the best about it, that it's pretty early. Brianna has 6 to 7 a.m. energy. <laughs> she does. She leads with <laughs> six. You know, like, she it, does. you can spend about, like, I don't know, 15 minutes with someone and get a pretty good gauge on what time in the morning they wake up, I think. I don't know about that. I think you That's can. I think you can. And she presents... <laughs> Like 6 a.m. wake up times. I'm just saying. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's that's fair. Um, with Dr. Pepper and Brianna, Brianna, they got into the money stuff. I felt like there was nothing really like life changing there. Um, but we did get into the fear around carrying the baby, which this is the second woman in this cast that has like legitimate fears around the physical impact of pregnancy. And Honestly, it's kind of refreshing to hear it as a girl who is also terrified to be pregnant and give birth because it's a generally terrifying thing. However amazing and all that stuff, it's just freaking scary. So I actually kind of appreciate seeing some women on reality TV talking about it. Yeah, it's cool. Um, especially for Brianna when she has like a potentially life-threatening medical issue with her blood pressure yeah and as a black woman like that's just historically like black women in hospitals having babies are just cared for so much less so like i just feel like there's a lot of stressors around that that are totally valid and it became clear that like whoa that is she hasn't really shared like the magnitude of that with vincent and she needs to stat yeah um, but something that I just thought was so cute is like Vincent said something about wanting to please Brianna and that being why he's stressed about this whole sleeping in thing. And, you know, Pastor Cal made the point to be like, I really do like that you are concerned about pleasing her and yet like don't go too far. But Brianna said something similar. Like, I just don't want to let him down around mm, the kids thing. Yeah. And I was just like, it's so sweet. It feels like they're both really mutually driven by wanting to taking care of each other exactly it's so cute i love yeah. it um and then they debrief and the debrief is rough i think can it's I, just because of the nature of these topics yeah and can i give some advice here on the debrief 
This yeah. is one of those situations where I feel like something I think that Britt and I have learned over the years when having like, you know, conversations about money or like, you know, big, big issue topics, mm -hmm. you know, it's important to set a time limit on mm. what you on how long you talk about this. We don't ever do that. <laughs> no, I mean, um, meaning just like know when to stop it. Yeah. Okay. Yes. I'm like, we don't set a timer. No, ever. there's no. Though I think it's a great idea. <laughs> what? Sorry, out of I, you. I, but I, I feel like that was a little misleading. Okay. <laughs> I guess what I'm trying to say is know when to stop. Right. Okay. In this com in this debrief. We talked about Vincent's sleep schedule and mm. compromising. And it's clear that Brianna doesn't really know what the word compromise <laughs> okay, means. I'm Let me just dead at her definition you can, of compromise. You can get to that in a second. <laughs> With that. We talk about compromising over Vinny's sleep schedule, which appears that Vinny's just going to have to go to bed earlier. <laughs> we have talking, we rehash the finances. Uh -huh. And we also talk about Vinny, or we also talk about the baby stuff. And throughout this conversation, I can see Vincent. Vincent's like, like doom eyes. Yeah, like you, yeah. he's dis and, and uh, Brianna even acknowledges it in her like confessional or whatever. Yeah. But this is one of those things where you're like, this is too much all at yeah. once. You need to stop and walk away. Like mm -hmm. it, it's all important. It all needs to be addressed. But let's but talk about like, like the rest tomorrow, maybe. Yeah, or like In let's just talk hours. about like I think one these couples. These couples get back from their one-on-one -on -one sessions, and we saw everyone do it. Yeah, and everyone was like, well, "This is the question I have for you, and this is the question I have for you." And are we? We have to figure this out right, right now. Right. And everyone just gets like high on this therapy, this little one-on-one -on -one therapy session. And it's heavy stuff and it's a lot of information yeah. to process. It's almost like they shouldn't be in the sessions at the same time because, yeah, so, you know. Yeah, so don't set a timer because I don't know how that works. We've never done that before. <laughs> but definitely know when to maybe take a step back. Take a breather. Because he's spiraling. Like, yeah, you could he, see it. He looked like he was just shutting down. Exactly. And so that was unfortunate because I felt like, well, <sighs> And it didn't help he, he that they were coming off of her basically inability to come up with a compromise about the bedtime shit. And she has all of her like type A standards about why that matters and why that makes you not lazy and why. And I'm, I just kept thinking like, girl, that's your style. Like, that's what works for you. And that is fantastic. But, like, do not project that on everyone. Like, not everybody functions like that. And I still can't fully figure out what the hell Vinny's job is. But it's clearly tiring. Something involved with driving. Oh, is it? Is, is he a sales? But he started his own business. He's I don't, an auto financer or something. something yeah, I don't fully really get it. But He works hard. He makes is, good money. Yeah. Let the man sleep. Yeah, I and I just felt, I just thought, he's like, well, that's not a compromise. And she's like, well, he's like, can you please come up with a compromise? And she's like, well, you can go to bed earlier. Oh, like, my God. Dude, Brianna, I love you. But this, no, this is not compromise. A this compromise. is what you 
this is again, this is like still subscribing to what you think is the right. It's like, and it would be so fair if she was like, I would just like, you know, on Saturdays, you to wake up with me or no, the weekends yes. or like the compromise is, hey, something like Vinny, that. you can sleep in as long as you want on Saturday morning. And then on Sunday, you're going to wake up when I want to wake up and we're going to get a good start to the morning. That's a compromise. Uh huh. Yeah. I don't know if some of this, too, is like pandemic driven. You know what I mean? Like work from home. Like. Is she, if she's working from home, then she, maybe it feels weird that he's like in bed for half of it. I don't know. I, I, that's I not don't his feel, problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so this is the thing though, is like, I think he's, he really started shutting down when she was basically not able to provide any sort of compromise. And then we go from that into like the most sensitive topic, in my opinion, which is the childbirth thing yeah. and her health. And all he's, of that, he's and not in a that, position no, to receive. I was just like, he's can't do this right now. He's not in a like, position to get... receive information and like be able to process it. Yeah, you're not going to get the best version of Vincent right now for this. Um, and she didn't really like. No. He didn't have a lot to give. It wasn't the best response. Like he didn't really like empathize or validate very much because he's like so consumed with being freaked out that she's implying she'll have none. And I don't really think that's what she's saying at all. I think that she just doesn't want to do it. Like, doesn't even want to worry about this for a couple years. And then, like, let's look at our options at that point. Yeah. And, like, please tell me that you care about the fact that I could die in childbirth. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, bro, that's at the least something you could say. But he can't think about that right now. But I just thought it was so interesting. So then he's in his interview and he's obviously really stressed. And he's like, "Uh, I've just... He he brought up how I just can't imagine being on my deathbed and not having children around me. And I was just like, that is the weirdest motivation to me to have kids. Like, I, I get the overall concept, I think. But I'm just like, I've never thought of my deathbed as the reason that I will have children. Whatever. Yeah, no, it that was, was just a, a little intense. It was like, come on, intense. dude. Really? Is that why you're having them? I don't think about my deathbed that much because it's not like a pleasant thought. No, and it's not why I want to have kids. Yeah, you know? definitely not. <laughs> um, I mean, they're still amazing. I, I just they're think going through what we said, what we've been saying for the last few weeks is going to happen. Like they're going to have the the tough yeah. conversations. We know like things are going so well and they still are going so well, but we knew that you know there was some tough conversations ahead. Yeah. Yeah, they're going to be fine though. I'm oh, definitely. Yeah, I'm for sure. Okay, speaking of who's maybe not going to be fine, we have Virginia and Eric. Oh my goodness. Lordy, um, I mean, I, their first thing is Virginia's sister comes into town with her niece, nephews, kids. Um, this wasn't a very long, we didn't get too much, which I was sort of bummed. I would have loved to see more sister perspective on what sister, cause you can tell they're very close and like sisters know stuff quickly. Like they can come into a situation and see like, okay, how is this? What's going? the dynamic? Yeah. What's yeah. the dynamic? What's really going on? 
You can tell that she seemed concerned. I have a feeling she showed up maybe because Virginia asked her to. Um, oh, well, I definitely think she's concerned because when they got some alone time and Virginia's two nephews went out with Rocky and Eric and the dogs, her sister Jennifer's question to Virginia was, am I okay to leave my kids with him? Oh, God. Yeah, that was in which, weird. In which Virginia's response was, um... Yeah, I mean, he wants kids. Yeah, she like froze. I was like, was "What bizarre. is how?" I think we that- don't know if we wait. Should should we go outside right now? What is he gonna do? Like, this yeah. is scary. Yeah. What do you mean? The first answer out of your mouth should be like, "Oh, definitely. Yeah, he's great with kids." Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, I was just concerned by this whole thing. I felt like Eric was not warm towards this. At all. He did not try with her at all. He did not crack any smiles. Like Virginia is, Virginia's sister is presh. She's like super nice. She's trying to make jokes, trying to make the room feel warm and comfortable. And he just was not giving her anything. And it did make me wonder if he was upset that she was there. Mm. Um, That's a good point. And then I just thought it was interesting that it became clear. The sister, I felt like, wanted to make a point that she has not heard from Virginia, really, since the wedding. Oh, interesting. And that was a huge red flag to me. I'm like, isolating, 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 isolating. Like, that is what manipulators do. Yeah. And she was like, yeah, I mean, I've barely talked to you since the wedding. Like, it just felt like it was definitely an emergency visit. Um, We didn't. I mean, and it obviously felt like Virginia desperately needed to talk to someone like her sister and like for whatever reason has not. Um, And like obviously just like said the litany of all their problems and like doesn't seem very hopeful. Yeah. It's so funny, though, because I still feel like anytime they get around someone, I mean, obviously when Eric left, they were able to open up. Right. But I get so tired of the protecting of the relationship mm-hmm. around everyone. Yeah. Like as soon as Jennifer came in the door and then t- in his talk with Dr. Pepper, um, or mm. he talked to Pat, he talked, he to, talked Dr. to Dr. Pepper. Pepper. Yeah. yeah. In his talk to Dr. Pepper, it was like, oh yeah, you know, things are great. Things are Amazing. great. Things are great. And it's like, yeah. stop it, dude. Yeah, we're we're like, all watching this. You're miserable it, almost every other day. Keep, like protecting each other. Yeah. It's just annoying to me. It it's really fascinating. bothers me. It's like, this is your opportunity to get help. You're already on TV. Like uh, you gotta just go balls out, mm-hmm. you know? But yeah, Pastor Cal in Virginia's time. I mean, she said it's been a long three weeks. Um, I don't know. I wasn't hopeful watching this talk at all. Like, I just felt like Virginia just seems exhausted and beaten down. And I don't know. Pastor Cal didn't. I feel like most of Pastor Cal, other than like the the best creme de la creme that we're going to get to at the end. Creme de la creme. I felt like Pastor Cal just didn't give as much tangible um insight as dr pepper did 
I mean, he's not a therapist, so that's I guess that's not yeah. that much. I just love him. I love his personality, and I was just kind of bummed that like whoever met with him, it just felt like didn't get as much like just really blunt challenges. With Dr. Pepper, there was a lot of I felt like eye opening. Yeah. questions that yeah. that she asked and they were like oh i haven't thought about that before uh-huh. oh that's a good you know it got them thinking and then with pastor cal i i didn't get as much of that yeah yeah and i don't know i felt like he beats around the bush a little more definitely and waits and uh dr pepper just goes straight to it and she's like so i've heard that this is happening and you're <laughs> like oh you're watching it um so, yeah, I, I don't know. Eric and Dr. Pepper, though, I mean, because of this, their meeting was pretty good. I mean, uh, I love, I love Dr. Pepper's perspective on the dog. Oh, that was amazing. That was such a great, like, comparison. I know. I wish I would have, like, thought of that myself. I know. So I wish you would have thought about that oh, for the talk. Like, it was such a brilliant I love when she's just like, why do you it? need to be that dog's dad? Yes. And he's like, oh, he was so flustered. <laughs> I loved the comparison she made to a child from another marriage. He received that very well. Yeah. I was impressed. Like, he was like, wow, I've literally never thought of it that way. That's true. Let it go. It's true. Just freaking chill out. I mean, like, God, the first multiple shots we see of them are just awkward shots with Rocky and him, like, looking down on Rocky when Rocky makes a noise. Trying to get rocky to sit oh my gosh i know um so i thought that that was really good i thought it was interesting when he's like she's almost too independent for me uh classic eric statement um the whole friends thing interesting i feel like we get way more insight into the friends thing though when we get into their debrief after because he frames it like his wife has no time for him and she's always going out with her friends every weekend and he can't tell her otherwise and he doesn't normally want to do that. But then you end up finding when they get into it in the debrief. So Dr. Pepper encourages him to ask like, OK, let's plan at least one weekend a month. Totally fair. Mine, like just us. And yeah, I, yeah, I think that's totally fair. But then you start learning in the, and it's also fair to like want to spend time with your wife. <laughs> but you figure out from the debrief that his schedule is so all over the place that I think she she works a nine to five. She plans her. She likes to plan her week, her her next weekend, a week out. Yeah. Like a grown up. Like mm-hmm. she just likes to do that because it gives her something to look forward to. And it seems like she never knows if Eric's going to be around. So it's kind of like. I he's like, you're going to just need to cancel things for this me sometimes. Is a tricky, this was a tricky thing. I know, because uh, it's like it's not that he's not correct when he says you're going to need to cancel some things for me sometimes. Again, with Eric, so much for me is the way his tone and the the way he frames a sentence. Oh, totally. Ugh. You can't get behind him. Yeah. With the way that he's framing. You're the like, sentence. oh, I kind of get how you're feeling. Oh, God, Eric. As, yeah. Like, as soon as he comes with that ultimatum-y energy, I'm fucking done with it. Like, it's so annoying. Oh, wait. Speaking of ultimatum. Oh, my goodness. When Virginia asked, told him. Called him out. Called him out based on her meeting that, like, when he uses the language around children of, like, it's, you know, I'm out if you don't want to have kids. 
which again, we've said is like sort of a valid thing. But again, the way he frames it is messed up. And for Virginia, she expresses that what it does is it makes her feel like, oh, I'm not enough. And I have all of this trauma around my childhood and the idea of having kids. And I want to know that like you married me and that it's going to be okay. Like you love me whether I can give you a child or not. And I get that. Mm -hmm. I do get that. Um, Then he, she says, I just wish that you could not, you give me a lot of ultimatums. Yeah. And he's like, ultimatum is a terrible word. And she's, (laughs) I'm like, that's what it, it's the definition of what you do. Like, what are you talking about? She's like, well, that's what you do. You say it's either this or I'm out. And he's like, it's just, I don't like that oh, word. It's just, it's oh, almost God, like Eric. you have had some bad history with the word ultimatum. Maybe right. because someone in your past relationship has probably called you out for it too. Right, right. Because you're bringing big energy, ultimatum energy here. Yeah, big ultimatum energy. Um, I thought that the drinking thing, we need to address that. The drinking thing came up in the conversation with Dr. Pepper. I was honestly a little bit surprised um, that Dr. Pepper made such a, like, what I felt was a bit of a personal judgment Mm -hmm. about, she was like, well, that's just not okay. I mean, who needs more than a couple glasses of wine? Do you really think that's okay, Eric? Is that okay with you that your wife drinks like that? And it's so hard because it's like, I, we have, we've talked in earlier pods about her earlier episodes. You know, I, I feel like we've just seen such a different side of Virginia. The last, uh, the second half of the episodes we've seen Yeah, so like far. the last like three episodes that hasn't. They really haven't given her the alcoholic talk- edit, which yeah. they were totally giving her before. And which she kind of earned because she was constantly bringing it up and constantly wanting to take shots but it's like as time's gone by, it's almost seemed like, oh, maybe a lot of that was like weird, nervous energy. And like the only way because she is younger, like the only way she knew how to like try and make things feel fun. I don't this know. This is really hard for me to gauge. But this I, is one yeah. of the, like this is one of those things that I have a hard time trying to figure out in the context of their relationship, because we're talking about what we're shown what we're being shown right and and there's so much that we don't so much that we don't see and so like in my mind i was like dude you were the one who was the asshole last week when you guys went out yeah and from what we saw from the overhead in kitchen camera you're like i can't even fucking do it yeah you're the you sounded like the drunk idiot and she looked like she was like somewhat put together and now i don't know it's just hard for me to get a read on it i think dr pepper's like it seems like you get in a lot of your fights when you guys are drunk which is which is fair and it is the worst time to get in a fight yes um, we know personally, like very, we, we know. Been there, done that. <laughs> um, but it's what I get, what I gather is I'm sure Eric is telling her like, well, I'm drinking more because it's what Virginia likes to do. Mm. And I, and, and I mean, that was the vibe we got in the early episodes that like he was desperately trying to like, quote, keep up with her. Yeah. And just was like a sloppy mess every week. I mean, look, it might be a legitimate argument to have. It might be a legitimate issue 
to address. My problem with it is it is another thing that Eric can now take to Virginia and say, yeah, you got to understand dot, 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 dot. Right. You need to dot, 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 dot. And that just kind of bums me out. Yeah. Like, regardless of the behavior. Because he loves any animal Yes, regardless her. of the behavior, like, whether it's drinking, whether it's with your friends, like, whatever it may be. Yeah. I just, uh, anytime, and especially when it's coming from an expert now, gives him more ammunition to feel more justified in saying, yeah. you need to change this behavior, whatever it may be. Definitely. So I think that's kind of where my head's at with it. Yeah, for sure. I was intrigued when Virginia, I mean, Virginia was not having in the debrief talking about the alcohol. No. And she went. She seemed a little triggered. Any of those arguments that we've had would have happened with or without alcohol. And I wanted to know if you agreed with that. Um, no, I disagree with that. Yeah. I, think I disagree with shit. that. I think. Um, <laughs> she's in denial. From experience. <laughs> the argue, uh, most of the arguments that that one has when one has been drinking mm -hmm. have to do with the small things that are blown out of proportion yes. because you get super myopic because you have no fucking perspective. Yeah. It's not. And then you I'm get obsessed not... about this one thing and you, and you think it's such a big deal. And like, if you're more drunk than your partner, yeah. they're like trying to, no, I they're didn't. trying to talk to you. Like this is a normal fight and it's not. And it's like, a just mess. because in your drunken arguments, you addressed real life important issues does not give that credence of a reason no, to no. have that. Yeah, you exactly. know what I mean? Like, yeah. Exactly. So, no, I'm not buying that for a second. I will say that I don't feel good about this couple. No. I really don't. Virginia no. had like this big depressed energy. Such it seemed depressed. she was not having it no. in her confessionals the energy that they had when they had their post therapy debrief and she was kind of sitting on the counter. She didn't seem like she was here for it at all. No. And I think she's like really getting checked out. Yeah. I think she's like so over the pressure, you know, they, when they showed like a recap of last week and you re just rehearing some of the stuff he said to her, yeah. of just like, and getting to hear her say like, you blame me for everything. And it's like, it's true. I kind of feel like the just the dynamic in this relationship is just so fucked at this point because it's it's just such an imbalance. And it's almost like it's like how a teenager acts when like the more a parent cracks down, yes. like the more petulant they get. Yes. And the more like nah! I kind of feel like Eric with his extreme uh Extreme with, controllingness with the, and all the condescending blaming and criticism about really small things. I mean, that shit just builds up over time. You know, like if you get shit on about your dog making its normal bark noise, if you get shit on about that like five times in a day and kind of have it implied every time that like it's sort of a character issue that like you haven't dealt with it. Like it's all loaded it's all and it about every And this is totally speaks to the way that he has these conversations with her. Yeah. With his tone and the vocabulary he chooses to use when he has these conversations. Yeah. It's you know, taking it back to your kid thing or your teenager thing. If you're a parent, you say, you need to clean your room. Okay, 
the room probably needs to get cleaned. But if it's you need this and you should do this and why aren't you doing this and yeah. you don't, and there's no explanation behind it or no, then you're just going to have a full-fledged rebellion on your hands. Yeah, and this, <laughs> yeah, for sure. And this was what was interesting is like, there was a point in this debrief where I felt like Eric got the softest that I've seen him. Mm -hmm. I felt like he yes, finally got too. the kids thing in a different way. Yeah. Because she was basically like admitting that ultimately my shit is about, I need to know that you love me and that I'm enough, regardless of kids. Mm -hmm. um, and on top of that, I need you to be patient and understanding that this is really loaded for me. And it felt like that really touched him because I just feel like any time that she expresses like an insecurity around needing him because like that's all he wants. Remember, let's just rewind like maybe she's too independent for me is kind of his thing. Yeah. So I think he that like melts him. But then like I was right. I'm like soft, soft, soft. Wow, this is going nice. And then out of nowhere, she literally she kindly receives the feedback about giving him a weekend. And then we get that perspective where she goes, I just need to be able to plan it. Like if you, if you, if we plan a weekend right now, like, absolutely. I'm all yours. She's like, I just don't think it's fair, you know? And then out of nowhere, he's like, she was just, I felt that she was receiving him. She was like, yes, definitely. Oh my gosh. Like I would love to do that. And then he's like, you need to understand that sometimes you need to cancel things for me. And I was just well, like, Eric, I you know. just lost all of the headway you made. It's, once again, it's a conversation about the way that he is presenting all of this. And it's so yeah. frustrating because actually, if we break, I kind of... He's not not right. No, I actually kind of agree with Eric yeah, on this. Yeah. If your schedule is up in the, up in the air, get it? He's a pilot. If your <laughs> schedule is up in the air... Then he, she does need to have a little bit of flexibility. She does need to cancel yeah. some things for him. Yeah. I would expect my partner to do that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but he's coming at it the wrong but way. Also, there's probably times where he also needs to show understanding that like, ah, uh, like, shoot, I'm home tonight. Didn't expect to be, but like, totally get it. You have your thing going. Yeah. Because she. I think that this is what's hard about a relationship like this where someone is constantly gone is like the person that's home all the time has to cultivate a sense of like their own normal life outside of that person. Because otherwise, what are you doing? You're just a lady in waiting. You're pining. It's frustrating. It's not going to happen. Yeah. Ugh, I just at the end of the day, I just think they're not right. No. And she's clearly so emotional over these, like the the social political stuff came up again yeah. very briefly, but you can tell that's loaded. She looks very emotional. I just think she's like, no. And she's a 26 year old exactly. woman who likes going out and she's got no room to hear any feedback on her drinking. Oh, um, yeah. You know, yeah, like at, sure. at the end of the day, that's what it is. Yeah. I, I think she has like she needs some more time before she's ready for this. This is like too much. And I think that she'll have learned a lot from this, but this is not, this is not where her, it ends. Like she needs to go to therapy for a couple of years yeah. and like, and honestly, try and I have like some Eric, normal relationships. Yes, they are married, but you're kind of asking a lot. I think Eric's asking a lot for someone. He wants her to be like Insta perfect wife. 
Exactly. And it's like, and you it's just not fair. No, it's not realistic in this situation. Yeah. Ugh, okay. Well, All we're right. not very hopeful about them. No. So moving on to a couple that I think we feel hope from, but geez, I am just perplexed. I'm Let's all talk over the place. Ryan, I'm all please. over the place with this couple. Let's talk Ugh. about it. So Ryan meets with Dr. Prepper. He's so gung ho about them as a couple. It's adorable and very confusing. And she is prying, like trying to get him to say what their struggles have been on his own. She's like, what have been some of the challenges? He said, he can't think of a single challenge off the top oh, of his head. I wrote that down too. Ryan. A single challenge? Stop it. Like, what is this? This is a lie. This is a, but why does it seem like he really believes it? He does. He earnestly come, he earnestly thinks that there isn't anything wrong. I feel like wrong. he's like a robot in that way. Like, I, what is it? Is it that he's like psychotically protective of what's behind closed doors to them? What I mean, I think we're just learning more and more and more that Ryan is a really private person. And even with his his responses to um, experts and friends mm -hmm. and in his confessionals, yeah. if I'm going to pick a nit with the way that Ryan... Ryan always has these ranking systems or these rating systems mm. where everything he says is 10 out of 10, two thumbs up. Oh. Um, what was the other? Oh, there was another one. I just lost it. Uh, oh, would date again. Like he's like writing a mm. Yelp review. Ditto. Ditto. Retweet that. Oh, and yeah, and, and right. we're not getting any. No. Like you never he get an authentic like, yes. answer. Everything is right. Is totally a. It's a Yelp. He gives Yelp review rankings to his marriage. And, and for me, I'm just constantly trying to read the truth on his face because the guy makes so many facial expressions impossible. that are like... Impossible. It's, I can't read this man. And it, it's the... <laughs> I can't read this man and it's driving me nuts. <laughs> I like, can it's tell driving how it drives me nuts. you crazy. I mean, she asks, so he has no challenges off the top of his head. Okay. Uh, she asks him about uh, the, the spirituality stuff. He like, it's interesting, but like even that, he doesn't give a lot. And it's like, you would think that if like this is a big issue, that you would just have more to say. Yeah. Okay, we need to actually rewind for a second because we watched Unfiltered this week and Ryan was on with Brianna and like the bulk of why we were watching it and like what we wanted to hear about was the Ryan stuff and like, so we just decided to save that for this section. Um, nothing like mage, but very interesting. First off, he definitely talks as if they're still together. And it's it's just another reason why this unfiltered show is freaking confusing because they have to, I guess. But it's like, I, I don't get it. Um, but, you know, he's like so doing the same thing, gushing about his relationship, gushing about everything. And of course, we're just wondering, when are we going to get the reaction to what Claire said about how she's getting him off every night? Oh, you were looking. You needed this reaction. I did. Okay. He's just, he's completely guarded. Anytime leading up to this point, 
I mean, they even ask, they show some of the Tantra recap, trying to get his opinion. They show Clara saying it didn't, or they talk about how Clara said it did nothing for us, didn't bring us close together. And he's just like, he's like Clara's publicist. Like, it's crazy. He's so guarded. He acts like Clara didn't say any of that shit or like wasn't pissed off every time she wasn't with him. And I mean, bless him too, because he really knows how to like validate a woman to everyone else. Like he's really good at talking about Clara's strengths and how you'll never question, you'll never be wondering what Clara's thinking. And I admire about her so much. And she's so expressive and she has the right to feel whatever she wants to feel. And I absolutely understood that she was frustrated. So this is interesting. We watch the replay of that video of her talking about the girls, talking to the girls about how she's giving him a gift every night and and she's not getting shit. (laughs) So that was at the end of last week. And so I'm like, where is it? Where is it? Are we going to get it? Finally, they make us watch it and they make him watch it. Wasn't it surprising? Was it surprising to see that conversation? He wasn't surprised at all to see it. Um, There was absolutely nothing that they were not talking about on a constant basis behind closed doors. Um, Oh, everything she said. Oh, we I fully knew we were talking about that every day. There was nothing that surprised me. Okay, Ryan. But then you're talking to Dr. Pepper and you're one on one this week. And she says she basically because he won't bring up the sex life stuff. Um. She's like, okay, so I'm under the impression that you guys have chosen that you're still not having intercourse. You can tell he's completely caught off guard by it. He doesn't want to answer it. He keeps, stays really guarded and like closed mouthed. But he all, she goes, now, I don't know. You might want to check. She's basically hinting. Like you might want to check in with Clara because I think it might be causing her a lot more distress than you think like have you asked her how she feels about this and he's like hmm I probably should ask her how she feels I was shocked I'm like wait so this confirms for me all over the place this confirms for me that unfiltered is where Mathis men come to rewrite history okay They come to rewrite history. They come to tie everything up in a bow and save face. That is what unfiltered is. That is all it is. Because do you think after watching any of that, that we addressed the bombshell at the end where she says, I'm getting him off every night? No, we don't address it. We just skip right past it. No, I was so frustrated. So I just ridiculous. I just felt like we had to say that because again, it's confusing to me. Like, I don't like I feel like I get mixed messages from him and I don't fully understand him. But but again, at the end of the day, it's clear he's he's crazy about her, I guess. According to him, crazy about him because she gives him a 10 out of 10 rating. Oh my god. It fe- doesn't it feel like they talked about this and they planned to do this? Oh, I didn't even think about that. I that, think they that planned makes to do this. So much sense. Because Clara saying this to Pastor Carl, she's there's not no, there's nothing wrong. I mean, this is a 10 out of 10. This is the best relationship I've ever had. I mean, I have no complaints, no I mean, challenges. We've been sitting here for weeks 
wanting more expert involvement, more expert involvement. Clara has been losing her mind, going to friends' house and just completely venting about all every everything that's like yeah. wrong. And then Stuff you're going that to seems like she's not being as honest with him about. And then you're gonna go in front of an expert and say things are fine, and he's gonna be like two ten. thumbs up. And I'm, are you serious? Yeah, no, I think oh, they planned my gosh. this. I oh, think that's they planned this. Very. And you could tell that she's uncomfortable oh. that when Pastor Cal is like pushing. Yeah. Um. Like, wait, what am I gonna say? What am I gonna say? Because finally, she admits, uh, that she is holding back. I love you because she doesn't want to say it without knowing that he's there too. Mm-hmm. And I get that. Um. But I just have to say, oh, I loved Pastor Cal said it can't be a 10 out of 10 if you're not being honest because he starts pushing back. He's like, are we sure? Like, is everything okay? It seems like maybe there's no such thing as 10 out of 10. No. He also said he's like a marriage can never be perfect because it's two imperfect people. But I have to say, I am shocked by how concerned Clara is about ruffling feathers. Like, I think that we perceive her to be this, like, uh, very expressive person who wouldn't not voice a frustration. Yeah. But I feel like through this, and just through the times we've watched the disparity between what she's saying to her girlfriends or the interview uh, compared to what she's saying to Ryan... I'm like, wow. Like, I mean, and this is so common, I think, of a lot of of a lot of people when, you know, you could be like super brassy and opinionated and strong in all these areas of your life. But if you have like some deep insecurities with love or boys or have men, an interesting past or whatever, that like it can kind of it just creates a contradiction in, in a person, you know, because yeah. it's like, I just wouldn't, I was just surprised. Like, wow, she is worried about ruffling feathers. Yeah, it was interesting the way that she kind of answered those questions. And yeah, you're absolutely right. We That's did it. finally get to the sex with that conversation. Oh. And I thought that we, it was fascinating to hear what we have all suspected, which is that he has been with multiple women for years months to years with with no sex sex. no sex so um that's and whatever he's doing with clara is clearly it it seems like it's the most he's ever done i'm telling you he's a virgin uh i don't think he's a virgin Okay, he like but lost I, I, his virginity yeah, and it was and over in they've gone, one minute or when he was a junior he, in high school. Or he, they had sex at the beginning of the relationship and then it was months and months and months and they didn't have sex again. Yeah, I feel like it's got to do probably with the Christian thing. Yeah, both parents are ministers. Oh my gosh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so, it's totally that. Yeah. Um. So that explains a lot of it, but it's just interesting because he won't really get real about that. So I just thought that was telling to hear that. Are your minister parents okay with you getting handsies every single night? (laughs) Well, I would think, I thought like whether you've known each other for five seconds or five years, as long as you're married, everything's good. So Uh, that would be, (laughs) that would be the training and the education. (laughs) That's what I learned. That one has received. (laughs) Um, They do their debrief. He's very stiff. 
Um, they they broach the he just is like I just can't like when she was trying I I just was like what is he doing with his face what does it mean is he uncomfortable is he annoyed is he confused like is he is he does he even hear her like what I don't know but but then he also seems like this really insightful person when he's explaining things like to other people Mm -hmm. you know when he's talking about Clara or about their relationship or about his philosophy on things, I'm always like, wow, like, I love the way he thinks. Yeah. I let, like, I, you know, I feel like a lot of what he says resonates, but then I get so confused. At, like, it's just, it feels a little like there's an, some inauthenticness or just like a huge wall that yeah. he's just not going to put down for anyone. So I just felt that he was kind of stiff in this conversation in general. Yeah. It's like, dude, you guys just, the whole point of this was to get real with the experts so that you could come home and get real with each other. And they get into the church conversation, the raising kids again. And she's like, well, we'll just cross that bridge when we come to it. And I'm like, this feels like kind of a lot bigger than that. I and think then, Clara just wants some say in the situation. I totally get where Clara's coming from. No, for sure. And I think it is one of those things where I think they're looking at it almost as a one thing or the other type of situation. But I don't think that's how she views it. Oh, okay. I I mean, I was just, I think like, it would depend on the, yeah, it depends on the church and it depends on what kind of church and it depends, you know, Oh, right. You know, that's what I mean. That's true. But I just feel like it seems like someone like him, it would be really important for him to have this like agreed upon before. Yeah. You know? Um, But I did think it was interesting that after she said that. Before you have kids. (laughs) Yeah, you do. He doesn't express any feelings after that. And I'm just like, I don't buy this, Ryan. Like, I don't buy that you don't have feelings about what Clara just said. And that's where I'm just, I'm wondering if he's a little bit in the Vincent trap of to, I mean, clearly too, not with the sexual stuff, but maybe in every other way. Or this is just what he does for cameras. I don't know. But we don't get a lot of, I feel. No, he can't get to the feelings. I feel X, Y, Z. He can't get to them. You know, and I think kind of. Vinny yeah, you're right. That. That's a good point. And he, that's a good way to like sum everything it Everything that comes out of him needs to kind of be, pro, you know, coached out and really. And his responses, going back to his like rating systems, is all oh, for sure, for sure. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. And you're like, okay, but what? How does that make you feel? Yeah. What is that? You know, <laughs> yeah. Clara wants to have sex and you're not ready. How does that make you feel? You know, like, yeah, it's just like, get... give us something. And he's not like a dense brick here. You know, like, I know he believes in things. I know he cares about things. I know he's passionate about things. So with that, we should be able to have some sort of feelings. Yeah, but you that's, know? it's almost like that's where the disconnect. It's like he can talk about a lot of things theoretically, but... Yeah. Getting to and and he can also like honor her feelings as much as she tells, but beyond that, yeah, it's like it's like a disconnect completely. Like yeah. he doesn't even fully get he needs <laughs> we just say this about everyone. He needs therapy. He needs someone every week being like, and how does that make you feel? 
And how does that make you feel? And okay, what's the feeling under that? Because it just feels like he literally doesn't know. Like he's so disconnected from it. And he's just like, I live by principles. Yeah. And it's like, that's great. But like, you can have a feeling or an opinion on something that your wife just said about something that's kind of like pushing up against what you think, you know? Definitely. So that was hard. And then like, he asked her about her feelings about where they're at sexually because of Dr. Pepper. And like, I just thought that was weird. Like, cause she was basically like, well, I know you and I know that if we keep talking about it, that you're less likely to do it. It pushes you further away. And he just giggles. Kind of agrees. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not cute at all. By giggling, you're agreeing. Yeah. Not cute at all. But then he went straight from a giggle to like a, serious face oh, his facial reactions oh that's God. gonna that'll be on the gram this yeah week. i took a lot of pics um but i just i i just wasn't that impressed with like i just felt like that sucks so clara has to prep this i mean and then she was like i am a little sexually frustrated but i respect you and i'm just like oh my gosh i think that this is maybe just a case of like they both actually like each other a lot, but there's and they want to keep this and they don't want to mess it up. And so they're still just in that stage where they're holding too much back. And it's just like you can't do it in this situation. It's almost like someone needs to have a little bit of a breaking point. Like, like I Clara, want her to freak out yeah, the way that no, she did I mean. in that. Camp exactly. That's what him. I want. That's what we that's what this relationship's need relationship needs yeah. is her. Being like, I get you off every night and I get nothing. And Ryan's like, going to have to reckon with that. I want Ryan to get pushed. Yes, there needs to be a blow up fight. I mean, maybe they'll have sex after that. Exactly. Like literally right after. Because it'll be all fiery. He'll be like, and then it'll be like, and then who knows what could happen. You know, like couples need to fight. Like it's, it's not fun, but it also like. Usually sex comes from (laughs) next thing you know, you're having sex. That's been my experience in marriage. Okay. (laughs) Stop. No more. (laughs) You knew what I meant. (laughs) Yeah, I knew what you meant. Okay. Um, It's sweltering in this closet. We need to move on. Oh my God, there's someone else. I thought we were done. Well, right. Okay, we saved the best for last. This relationship is 100% done. 100% done. Like, don't you think after this week we should just take them off the power rankings? They're not on my power rankings. Okay, good. Okay. They're off I'm taking them rank. off. I'm taking them off. We got, I mean, it's not even like at this point, it isn't worth trying to like diagnose Chris and Paige's relationship anymore no, because it's completely it over. But we had some capital G gems. <laughs> yeah, we did. From Chris and Pastor Cowell's <sighs> therapy I know. session. Before we just do that, I just want to say it was so vindicating, validating everything to have uh dr pepper say that he i personally don't think chris thinks about anyone but himself and that Paige is the superior human oh my being, gosh and that chris is such a supreme narcissist i was just like yes An okay extra- now every time that i narcissist. say chris is a narcissist well- from here on out, I don't have to feel like I will a say dick. it's weird because the whole season, you know, it's like we've been watching this 
we felt a certain way. Yeah. You can, you know, you see what's happening on social. You see what's happening on Twitter. Mm -hmm. You talk to your friends that watch the show. You're all in agreement. But because we've had so little expert input this year, I'm like, okay, everyone thinks the same way we do about Chris. Yeah. Okay. It's all good. Yeah. Before we get into the fun stuff, well, it's not fun. I have to say, these therapists have advanced degrees in relationships, marriage and family counseling, Mm -hmm. and I am not going to let them get off the hook that easy with, we just didn't see any of this coming. I'm sorry. That is such a cop out. I think it's such a cop out. You should be able to get some of these tendencies here. I, I, there's, there's three, th- there's three. Yeah, I don't really see they how you have could MDs, sit with Chris for hours. PhDs, and not all this flags. stuff. No, you're not getting off the hook that easy. Okay, I'm not saying fair. it's like their fault, but I just, no. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm just like, I mean, this was amazing watching Pastor Cal ream Chris, a new asshole. Oh, so But good. I mean, this jerk, he comes in 45 minutes late. Because, of course, because why wouldn't he want to make it more about him than it already is? Um, I'm almost like, I mean, you just you literally saw narcissism on display in the way the deflecting, the trying to manipulate. But I'm just like, what are you doing? You're not going to manipulate Pastor Cal, dude. Like, he sees right through you. So it's just really funny to watch him jump around. I just think it's fascinating to watch people like that because you could see the wheels turning of like, how do I get out of this one? How do I get out of this one? And like the leaps that they're willing to make as long as it protects them from taking any responsibility. It doesn't matter how outrageous the next thing they say is. It's like anything to avoid responsibility. Yeah. But I mean, I don't even want to give this too much airtime because it was so horrific. But the, the, uh, the attractions. I can't, dude. No, it was ridiculous. I was and just like saying there's all these for... queens in Atlanta oh and my you have God. to give me page. I was just like this. You guys are responsible. There's the door, dude. Her physical features, her physical features, her face. I don't like her face. Like, fuck no, you. He's such an asshole. It's like we need to just address this, but I, I don't even want to because it's bullshit and it's so disrespectful and beyond. And like. Pastor Cal's right. Like physical appearance is not everything and attraction can grow. I think that there needs to always be a seed. I do believe in that. I don't think that I'm quite in Pastor Cal's school of thought as we've seen him in past years where he's like, even if you don't find any attraction at all, like sometimes I think you can take it too far. But uh, I just, I thought it was so upsetting that, we allowed Chris to keep harping on this. Uh, yeah. I just wish he stopped I mean, it. Because I was just I like, mean, you're it's, literally it's tra- for, re-traumatizing it's, Paige it's right now. It's for TV. It's all for, you know, they, like... It was horrific. But no, it was absolutely... You know, I mean, I don't know how the many times we've audacity. said, this is the worst. This is the worst when talking about everything that Chris has said. But for him to just come out, I mean, I guess he's honest, but he's an honest asshole loser. Yeah, and like, oh, what I was going to say is like, let's just also acknowledge the fact that Paige is beautiful. 
Yeah. Like Paige is a pretty woman. Yes. Like, ah, Everyone that was my point. Is like it shouldn't matter, but like levels she of is, cuteness. Yes. And she's cute. Yes. Like, I don't understand what like what the fuck? I just what are you his not sense seeing? of self? I mean, the grandiosity that this man sees himself through is it's fascinating and maddening. Um, but I just thought I died like. Pastor Cal is trying to get him to reflect just on anything, on anything. Like, maybe, like, I mean, you can see that you could have done something different, right? And, I mean, the look on Chris's face, it's like he's truly perplexed. I did this to the best of my ability. I know. And oh. he was like, your ability? What does that mean, man? Yeah, <laughs> what so... even is that? <laughs> the best of your ability. I just... We we loved Pastor Cal. I love how when Pastor Cal gets like so upset, he has to like take his glasses off and then put them back on again. We've had to deal with a lot of bullshit as viewers. Yeah. And I felt like it was vindicated. As yeah, as much as I hated hearing Chris talk about how he doesn't think Paige is attractive and like I think that just sucks. It was vindicating to get to see Pastor Cal just go in and like shoot everything down that he had yeah, to say. Like, so, no, no, and no. Bye, Chris. Bye, Chris. Won't miss you, Chris. Paige is moving out of her apartment. Yeah, we're proud of Paige for finally leaving the complex. And um, I mean, there's not really much more no, to say. I just thought Paige looked them. great at her one on one. Yep. I loved it. I thought her hair looked really good. Um, and we are here for Paige now living her life, caring about herself. Page 2.0. Page 2.0. We don't put the idea of marriage over honoring who we are because that's just, it's not going to work out. It's, it's going to lead you out. to a pit of despair. <laughs> it's true. Um, do you want my updated power rankings? Yeah. Okay. Coming in at number four. Because now there's only four spots. Mm -hmm. I have Virginia and Eric. I don't. I just regardless they were above of the last I, week, right? Um, I'm gonna have to go back and look. I can't remember. Um, <laughs> three was is Jacob and Haley. No, yes, you're right. I dropped them one spot yeah, further. Yeah, they were at the three spot. Yeah, I put. I just keep pushing. I swapped them. So Virginia, Eric at four. Mm -hmm. Jacob and Haley at three. We didn't get a lot from them, no. but it's not as bad as what's going on yeah. with Virginia and Eric. Ryan and Clara at two. And v Vincent and Brianna at number one in a tier by themselves. Yeah, a tier of their own. If we still did tiers, they'd be the top <laughs> tier. But alas, we don't. Alas, we don't need tiers for a group of four people. Yeah. Or couples. I mean, I might just put Paige by herself as a number. No, that's, <laughs> that's, I don't. It's not happening. No. I really hope, uh, you know, next week, I'm looking forward to next week. Obviously, we inch closer and closer to decision day. Mm -hmm. I am really hoping we get a group trip. We Gosh, have to, right? we have to. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be next week because there wasn't any indication of that in the yeah. preview, but I need a group trip. Yeah, we need a group trip. I love group dynamics at play. I know. I know. They haven't done anything all together in a minute. In a while, yeah. So hopefully we'll see that soon. Hopefully more than one couple makes it through this season married still. Yeah. But if they don't, then... 
I get a feeling that Ryan and Claire are still together. Yeah, I do too. Just, I know that like in Unfiltered, they're supposed to probably all act like they're only talking about them as a couple in the moment yeah. of the episode, but they yeah. don't do a very good job of it. No, I think I think they're probably together <laughs> I think too. they're still together, but beyond them and our ultimate leaders, I don't know. We'll just have to find out. Yeah, I think we're going to get two and two, mm. personally. But okay. Only time will tell. Time will tell. You will be hearing from us next week. Can't wait. Follow us on Instagram. Subscribe. Tell the things. Tell your friends. And let us know, again, if you have any preferences for what we cover next. We are leaning towards Married at First Sight Unmatchables. We are leaning there. It's also kind of nice because it's also a Wednesday night show, so it'll just keep our routine going. But if there's something else that you would like covered, we're going to take it into account. Hit us up. Call me, beat me if you want to reach me. <laughs> All right. <laughs>